We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the country throughout Australia from which we conduct our podcast. We would like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Beers and Tears. Today, I'm joined with Caleb from Spacey Jane. How are you today? Hello, hello. I'm doing good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing really lovely. A bit like I've been running around all morning. I literally got home two minutes ago. So, oh, man. Yeah. That's, that's good scheduling. You cut it fine, but you've done well. I know. I was shitting myself. There was like all this random <laughs> traffic, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> two o'clock. Um... So first things first, do you want to just quickly like introduce yourself and like the other members of the band who are not here today and just what they do? Sure. I'm Caleb. I am songwriter and the front man, I guess, from Spacey Jane. And not joining me today is uh, Pepper, our bass player, um, Ashton on guitar and Kieran who plays drums and co-manages us as well. Sweet. I didn't know he co-managed you. That's awesome. Yeah, we, he used to do, I mean, he was our only manager up until quite recently. So, yeah, he's done, we've been sort of self-managed for the past six years or so. Yeah, sick. And to start things off, I wanted to kind of like throw it back to when you guys began. Where did you all meet and like decide to be Spacey Jane? Uh, we, Kieran and I met in high school in a town called Geraldton, which is about 500 Ks north of Perth. Um, we had a little band um, and then like a high school band. And then I moved to Perth um, to go to uni and he moved down a year later. We started sort of playing around, jamming and trying to find band members, which is kind of harder than you might think, trying to find people that you gel with and that, that kind yeah. of vibe. And then, yeah, after quite a lot of looking, we found Ashton and Amelia, our first bass player, just through mutual uni friends. It's like a very like classic band university story um but yeah sick and so you released your debut album sunlight two years ago um and now you're about to release your second album here comes everybody so congratulations first of all that must feel pretty good that's all kind of coming to like towards the end of it all yeah it does i'm nervous but i'm excited to have it out and stop thinking about it so much yeah totally and so this album is 12 tracks once again um i guess what story do these 12 tracks tell and what's kind of like the embodiment of here comes everybody for you guys i think it's trying to be a sort of um a broader reaching record and less sort of introspective than the first one. Um, Sunlight was a lot of stories about me and what I've been through and my experiences. And I think I wanted to speak to a sort of broader early twenties, late teens experience, sort of something that I'd come out of the idea that like you're supposed to be living your best life for that time. Um, that everything's amazing and the reality is for a lot of people it's not that great and it's hard to have a bad time when everyone's telling you you should be having the best time and sort of like that compounds I think a little bit and so yeah I want to talk about that a little bit and how much I didn't enjoy that period of my life compared to what I thought I would. Yeah for sure it's so weird I'll always talk about this with my friends like your early 20s thing because it's just like 
so many weird things happening and there's like so much pressure around finishing uni or what are you doing with your life and yeah. what, like now I have to make all these decisions but do yeah. I it's weird totally. um and so what inspired this new album I hear you have like a bit of a story behind the title of the track yeah it's it was the working title for Wilco's uh, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot which is one of my favorite albums of all time for sure um I don't think our record necessarily is like a, a play off that album at all sonically or even thematically, but um, I just liked the title and I think that I sort of found meaning in it that and was able to relate it to what I was talking about on the record. So, yeah, I mean, I reached out to Jeff Tweedy, the songwriter from, from Wilco, through our agent in Australia. He sort of had some connection to him and, yeah, just sort of like sent quite a long letter asking, sort of talking about Yankee Hotel and, and why I liked Here Comes Everybody as a title and um, just asked for his blessing and he very graciously said yes um, and said thanks for asking. He's like, you could have just used it. So, But I felt, felt it was nice to sort of let him know that I was doing that. Um, yeah, and they were really cool about it. Cool. And I guess do you have any other inspirations behind the album? Could be like a person or people in your life or like musically? I mean, I was listening to a lot of Phoebe Bridges when I wrote it and that sort of uh, melancholy, that sort of introspective, not so introspective, but just um, kind of looking at the darker side of things, I suppose, lyrically. Um, and I think the inspiration for it came, from, you know, I think the themes and things came from, I guess, experiences and things that I'd seen in that earlier period of my life. Um it was not necessarily one person, but lots of people and a collective experience, I think. Cool. And what are you listening to at the moment? What's like your most, your recent kind of like go-to? I'm obsessed with a band called Howdy at the moment, spelled H-O-V-V-D-Y, like the W stylized by two Vs, um, out of Austin. Um, so cool. Just like amazing songs and we i finally got to see them i was in la a couple weeks ago and kieran and i went and watched them it was great there was a really good show so and we got to meet them and, and stuff but yeah howdy such a great band i really love their songs good love songs and sad songs and songs about childhood and sort of coming of age music which i think is really cool nice and so are you like nervous to put this kind of the second album out after you know sunlight did pretty well for itself and you guys were doing pretty damn good are you kind of I feel like a second album's always like you know a bit nerve-wracking definitely yeah it's it's scary as it's like uh when the first one came out there was you know I don't think there was much of an expectation from people regarding what it would be and people like oh it was an album and and they didn't we didn't necessarily have that sort of fan base um like we did but yeah and and now it's sort of like people expect something and they want this band they like to put out a record they like and I definitely feel that pressure I think we all do and we just hope people like it <laughs> we really poured our heart into it and it means so much to us so yeah it'd be great we'll feel the same for sure and I mean the singles so far have been really really good and have been received pretty well which is fucking a bit of like a relief I guess Yes, yeah. Putting out sort of half the record on singles definitely takes away some of that anxiety because there's, you know, you've tested it a little bit, road tested it a little bit. Yeah, sick. And how would you say this new album differs from Sunlight? It's, um, I think it's a bit like cleaner. It's, it's sort of more intentional. I think there's more space in the record and there's less like busyness, less sort of 
big guitar stuff and um yeah it's interesting that's kind of like what we're going for i don't know how different it is from you know from an outsider's perspective it's hard to say because we're still so close to it and it feels like we just finished it you know even though it's been a few months now so i don't know i i think yeah those are like the main things it feels more you know like less rocky and more indie even more on the pop side but it's definitely not a pop record so it's somewhere floating around what i think is an ever-broadening landscape of of um guitar music at the moment which is cool yeah and, uh, which we find our place in that for sure cool and like personally and with the band how do you guys feel like you've evolved since the last album and also just since like your first songs that you've released and kind of looking back at starting the band and like getting to know one another and all that how do you guys feel like you've evolved since then as people hmm. well I mean, when we started the band, we were really like we were kids, you know, we were 19, 20. We were young and and very, I mean, I was, we were so aimless. And um, I guess as people, I think we found purpose in this band and, like, it's probably the only thing. We've been very sort of singularly focused on this one project for a number of years now. Um, and that's both amazing and also daunting, you know, the, the more we get into it, the further away the safety net gets and um the more we're sort of just all in and that's really exciting but we've grown really close i think because of that where yeah. you know we trust each other implicitly and and are best friends and um sort of like figuring out how to be adults like working in a, in a career in an industry that is like kind of enables you to to not yeah. do that so we're sort of like it seems like parts of our lives are diverging in that way Cool. Yeah, totally. And do you feel like it's getting a lot more serious in a way? Like I yeah. feel like I, I can imagine it because it's like lab- coming into labels and new management and it's getting a bit mm. more like hectic in that regard. Do you feel like a bit more pressure in that sense? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's there's more people depending on it now. It's like there's more people, there's so many people on the team now. And like their job is working on this band um, and that's a crazy thought. And it's sort of like I, I something I thought about the other day is like I don't really have the power to stop this anymore. It's kind of like it's this yeah. machine that rolls on and I'm a part of it and it's amazing. But there's like so many other people that are really like pushing this thing. Um, and I think I was nervous about that originally. I think we all were. But now it's like kind of a beautiful thing that – we get to like pick and choose the parts of it that we focus on. Like I like to just, you know, write music and do interviews and play shows and like yeah. not have to think about all the other shit. It's, totally. it's kind of like, it's nice that that's happening because there was a while there where it was like really gearing up and we were doing everything <clears throat> and we didn't have the team and the support. So it's nice to sort of slowly relinquish that control these things to people and, and yeah. let them do what they're best at. Cause I don't know how to do that stuff. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say like, how do you feel about, um, yeah, giving up that sense of, like, control? Is it, like, a weird feeling to be, like, okay, some people are making these decisions mm. in a way? Definitely, It's weird for sure. Like, it's, you know, my baby and my love and it's the thing that I've given so much of my life to. Um, but I think, I think actually a lot of bands give up a lot more a lot sooner than we did like the fact that we've been self-managed for so long and our label AWOL is um you know an independent sort of more of a label services type deal 
where we don't have A&R breathing down our neck and saying, this is what you're doing, this is who you're working with, producer-wise, content creator-wise, you know, photographers, directors. So we still retain almost all of the creative, all of the creative output and all those decisions and, you know, the imaging and the, the branding and things like that are very much in our hands, which is cool. And I like it that way. It sort of means we get to portray ourselves how we want to be seen because it is, you know, it's our faces and our music. Um, the other decisions that we're sort of relinquishing more and more of a commercial business decisions and, yeah. you know, things that like don't necessarily have any bearing on the the art. And so, yeah, that's something like there's a walking a line there that we're still learning more about every day. It feels like we're a very new band in lots of ways, which I guess we are. And so yeah. we're just figuring that stuff out. Does it feel like it kind of um, really just randomly took off for you or do you feel like there was like a gradual feeling to it? Well, I mean, if we feel like we've worked on this for a long time <clears throat> and we can track the moments, the things that evolved and built the band to where it is now for sure. Um, you know, it wasn't sort of an overnight success. Yeah. But then also like throughout COVID when we put sunlight out, there was definitely like, okay, we were this band and now we're this band. Like, um, and, and I think that was more stark because of the fact that we couldn't tour very much and you sort of, you weren't able to track those things in real time. It just sort of, we kind of just everyone disappeared for 12 months because of COVID and then came back and was like, Oh, here we are. We're, we're this band now. Yeah. And so I guess because of that, I, it definitely felt like there was a, a big jump, but it also felt like we've been working towards that for a long time. For sure. Were you in WA at the time of like COVID and stuff? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Cause you guys. It was great. Yeah. Basically didn't exist for yeah, a long time. Pretty, I mean, pretty the, the only thing being borders closed, meaning we couldn't go anywhere. Um, but we were able to, live a pretty nice normal life in, in WA. I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. And, like, how would you kind of say, you know, what's it like playing home shows compared to, like, the other shows that you play, I guess, in Australia and around the world? <laughs> it's, de- it's really different. Like, Perth shows are funny because you see people there which who have seen you sort of through every iteration of your band and you yeah. as a person. <clears throat> and I definitely get that sort of imposter syndrome sometimes playing in, playing at home. But also it's awesome to have all our friends at shows and family and things like that and um, go home to our own beds after a show, which really doesn't yeah. happen very often anymore. Oh, yeah. true. I haven't even thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably like probably one or two shows in Perth a year now. So it's like it's yeah. kind of a funny experience coming home. That is so weird. Um, and so you opened the album with Sitting Up, um, which yeah. is one of the singles that you've already given everybody a bit of a taste of um mm. and then you ended it with a super kind of beautiful bit heart-wrenching track um <laughs> called pulling through um that closes the record why um did you choose those two songs to open and close the record with and what do they mean to you sitting up is kind of weirdly felt like the right choice because it's a quite a clean like song a real sharp intro i like the way it starts we kind of joked about there's that line into like the pop, like the b of the first verse second part of the first verse that says how's that for an intro and i think ashton made the joke like oh are you like saying like how's that for an intro to the song like you like flexing on the song intro <laughs> something, no, that's not what it is but then it was kind of funny to put that in as the the start of the record as well like how's that for an intro to a record it's kind of funny like a bit of a joke but also i think it fits um as well it's the song itself is about 
feeling like kind of a chameleon, like wearing many masks in this, that early period of like university for me and trying to find a friend group so desperate to have this like community um, and like kind of doing whatever I could to, to, to do that. Um, and then pulling through as an outro track, kind of an obvious choice for me, I think, because it's probably the only song on there that's like hopeful. <laughs> like it's heart, heart wrenching, but the idea of like, you're probably pulling through, you're probably going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, and that big sort of soaring outro so to me feels like a nice bookend. And um, after all the doom and gloom and after everything, it's like, you know, it's going to be fine. Hopefully. Yeah. Probably. Most likely. <laughs> yeah. It's not like an emphatic, it's great, but it's like, it's positive. Yeah. And I feel like that's like a good outlook on life as well. Cause you can never be hundred yeah. percent sure, but it's always no. good to be on the positive side of things, you know? I totally agree. What was the most challenging part about what was the most challenging and also what was the most rewarding part about creating this album i think the most challenging was the most rewarding and that was um we recorded like about eight days in the studio in perth with con um the guy that co-producer with um our old producer dave who lives here in perth we did most we did all the drums and bass essentially and some of my guitar and then we flew out to melbourne for a show con flew back home to brisbane and over that weekend brisbane had some covid cases wa shut its border Con couldn't come back, and so basically we had to um, shelf the the recording for you know ex- the foreseeable future. Um, and when we finally were like, okay, we have to go and do this, I just said, "Fuck it, Ashton and I will fly to Brisbane and we'll finish our parts of the record, and that should basically finish it. And then any sort of thing we need to top up, we can do back in Perth remotely." Um, so we went over there, and then knowing that we wouldn't be able to get back straight away, hoping that the cases would die down in Brisbane and we'd be able to get back. That didn't happen. So we ended up getting stuck in Brisbane for like six or seven weeks for what was supposed to be like a three-week recording trip, um, which was super stressful and weird. But at the same time, I think him and I, Ash and I had like one of the, like our greatest three weeks together as friends. Um, it was just so awesome. Like we really lived inside the record. We were kind of just like these traveling salesmen in this Airbnb and, um, so like new farm driving to the studio every day just really like living inside the music and i think we were just able to think about it and focus on it so heavily it gave us both this really good broad overview of the record in a way that might have been hard to do otherwise and it also yeah. gave us the ability to focus on like little things that might not have happened that might have been sort of overlooked and so yeah it was tough but also i think a really good thing that we did sick and You've got a tour coming up. You're coming to Australia. In yes. Australia. Are you in Australia? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm in Perth. Yeah, I just got back a couple of days ago. We are finally home. Jet lag. So, really? What's... Yeah, it's, it's, it's lasting me so long. Like, I think I'm okay now. I'm just like... I've also had just a bunch of, like, vaccines as well because mm. of travelling. I think, fuck, I, my body hates vaccines. It just wrecks me. Yeah. Are we fine? Um, yes, we're going to the East Coast soon. And New Zealand soon, and then the US later on. So it's gonna be great. Oh yeah, that's gonna be fun. What are you most looking forward to about coming, like playing shows again in Australia and New Zealand? I mean, I'm so excited to go to New Zealand. I love that place. And the last, the last show we played pre-COVID was in Christchurch. 
And we've been like, we're coming back, we're coming back for like a year and a half. And it's like postponement, postponement, whatever's happened. It's going to be so nice to get back there. Um, yeah, I love that place. Everyone there's so awesome. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be cool. Um, I'm going to go to Christchurch earlier and kind of stay in this like glass box um, thing, like in the middle of a farm overlooking these mountains. It's going to be cool. I just hire a car and fuck around the South Island for a few days. Sick. I also am excited for New York. I think, I mean, New York in the US generally. <clears throat> like, I really want to play there. So that's in October, but that'll be really fun. Have you been? Have you guys played there before? No, I spent oh. a bunch of time there this year, but not not working. So I'm excited to go and actually play it. Yeah, that'll be sick. Yeah. Um, and so you've played a heap of shows, obviously, um, in the past few years, and worked with some yeah. incredible people. What has been some advice that you've received? could be from like your mom or dad or brother or sister or like from someone that you really look up to but what's some like good advice that you feel like you've kind of taken with you along the journey hmm Matt I think some a good advice I got from old touring heads and crew has has just been to like slow down <laughs> and I've definitely slowed down a lot over the last little while in terms of the I mean I'm, everything's picked up work-wise but just like the partying is just, mm. and it's been so much better for me. Like, I don't think I would have made it through these tours and like this album rollout and things like that if I was going hell for leather still. For sure. So I think just looking at people being like, dude, you're like, you might be young, but you're not that young anymore. Like, yeah, just chill out. And it's like, okay, yeah, maybe I should. And uh, feeling better for it. It's, it's such a, it sounds so simple, but I feel like it's such a hard thing to do when it's like, there's always feels like there's something on and so mm-hmm. or like there's always like going to be something that you can go to sort of thing and it's hard to just realize like the balance of it all and be like okay wait totally. I actually need to chill out because otherwise I'm not going to be able to enjoy any of the next thing that's going to happen yes I agree and it's, a touring is like so easy to just party as well like free booze and nightlife everywhere and so yeah. to use this that and go to bed early instead is um is hard but very rewarding. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I usually end with this question. So what okay. is um, your favourite gig memory and also your least favourite or, like, just a time where it's kind of just gone really, really bad for you and, like, you just kind of want to walk off and be like, okay, see I redo? <laughs> My favourite gig memory... I was late. It's been we played Reunion Park in in Melbourne. That was our biggest headline show. That was amazing. It was in the tent. Um, we love Melbourne so much, and we played two shows in one night, like a all ages and a over eighteen show, and that was fucking awesome. We had the best time. Um, the most recent shitty one we played in Newcastle. I and I love Newcastle. It wasn't the fault of the people at the show. <laughs> And my pedal it was raining, my pedal board glitched out, and it's like all MIDI controlled, like nothing's analog. It stopped working. I forgot the words to thrills twice, two verses in a row. And I was like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> <Right> <laughs> yeah. But it was honestly a fine show, but those things just threw me off and I had a miserable time. Yeah, totally. Well, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day a pleasure thanks for having me chat with me today i usually do a cheers at the end of my episodes um mm-hmm. so oh beautiful cheers ready to go cheers <laughs>
taking on the day of waking up. 